everybody. So we are the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited here to talk about the latest episode of The Good Witch. This is The Good Witch podcast, and I am Rachel, and Amber is here. Hi, everybody. Yeah, and we are recording. I can, <laughs> I can confirm. I see it. So we don't have the same problem we had last week, uh, but George is with us uh, here again. Hi. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. So this episode is called Written Like a Merriwick, and we will see why it is called that coming up. Uh, but it starts out, we have the bistro getting bad reviews online. And, uh, and Stephanie, so that's sort of a thread throughout this episode with Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> what did you think about this, uh, uh, Georgia? And have you ever written a angry online uh, review? Well, what I thought about it was that, I guess, it, I mean, it was funny. It was useful, you know, it, it served a purpose and everything. Um, yeah, I honestly don't have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on it. This whole episode just kind of felt like I didn't quite know how it was all connected. It wasn't one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just kind of like, here's this thing, here's that thing. Um, but I always like it when Stephanie is kind of like, worked up about something and she has something to do um uh but i thought it was weird that she probably hadn't had like a negative review ever and then all of a sudden there's some one star review and i'm like okay like nobody would do that stephanie and most people are from the area so i thought it was suspicious but i do not leave reviews for anything good or bad i probably should but i just don't because i find them really really helpful when i'm looking but I never actually write them. So I've never written a bad one, but I don't think I've ever written a positive one either. Yeah. So. Gourmet 428, Gourmet Eater, sorry. Gourmet there Eater 428 was uh, causing all kinds of controversy. What about you, Amber? What do you think about this? Um, I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed Stephanie acting like she was Martha because this was just such a Martha <laughs> thing to do. Just run around and be like a witch hunt for whoever wrote the bad review uh-huh. and get like all up in her head about it. Right? I mean, that's t- such a Martha. Yeah. Witch hunt. Ha ha. Yeah. It, was, it was really funny. I actually really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was uh, very charming. I don't know. I just thought that all of the actors were just like slaying it uh, in their various roles. Like the plot wasn't that great. But I don't know. I just really thought they were all doing a good job. And and uh, this was very funny. Of course, we we find out that uh, that there are there's people getting bad reviews all over town but there's also a really good review from uh, a customer that uh likes it's very complimentary of stephanie uh in her appearance friendliness macchiato the leader of the bistro is basically the most beautiful woman ever and she's single and she should date me and I like her macchiato. Yeah. And then That's Liam comes in and he's like, word for word, my review, so you know it's me, right? Review says that uh, that they that it's always it always hits the sweet spot in the middle of the day. And so then Liam, of course, she's like wondering who this might be. And Abigail's like, wow, he, like this person has a crush on you. Cause like Stephanie's kind of oblivious to like men, I feel like. Like she doesn't take hints very easily yeah. to like men who are interested in her, I think. She takes the wrong hints. She thinks yeah. someone likes her and he doesn't. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, 
but anyway and so liam comes in and he's like super flirty super cute and he runs the brewery and as he's uh checking out or whatever he says yeah this always hits the sweet spot in the middle of the day (laughs) (laughs) and then anvil fell from the sky with that subtle hint geez louise aunt liam get some game really liam he's a grown man you have to quote his review like come on (laughs) but i don't think he was doing that consciously i just think he was no he was there was zero subtlety in that rachel zero i thought he just was like hey i thought it was and it wasn't it wasn't just that line he was like i'll have my usual caramel macchiato it is always the thing that hits me in the center of my spot in the middle of the day the the exact words it was like four sentences of the five (laughs) sentence review and he said them all word for word which begs the question like did he practice memorizing his line because i think he did and it's ridiculous so do you it is it's ridiculous i don't care like i know it's supposed to be like oh, okay oh. but also like you're a grown man how about you just ask stephanie out on a date instead of being some weird oh. like poem leaving weirdo <laughs> i thought it was cute I, of I, course I, you did i'm just saying <laughs> it was too much like in the like in a movie it's fine but if some guy did that to me in real life i'd be like what is wrong with you be a grown-up which is probably why i will never get a boyfriend because they're all afraid of me it's like they say in how i met your mothers the Dahmer versus doppler scenario like if somebody you like does that does something like that then it's super cute and thing like and say anything but if it's somebody you don't like then it's like super creepy like like Dahmer and uh so yeah that would just depend (laughs) if i liked the person or not (laughs) it was just i just was like no grow up guy oh i thought it was no he was taking dating advice from like his 17 year old son because that's that's something that like a high school boy would do and think that's something a high school boy would do like i don't know who honestly i don't know who would do that write the review be like she's gonna see this she's gonna read it and then come in and literally quote the review like you wouldn't you would just say something about it like oh i love the iced coffee it's so you know whatever say something nice about it she can put two and two together yeah or he could just be like hi want to go on a date yeah nailed it nailed it you guys are grumposauruses i thought it was you you're a (laughs) saposaurus Do you think that they like have any chemistry? Do you think they'll be like? Do you think we're gonna see them become a couple, or is it just for this one episode? I'm sure they'll become a couple. It's fine. I will never get over Ben. I will never. I'll never (laughs) lay down my torch for Ben. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, so they the the she figures out or whatever that the the uh, gourmet eater four five eight that she always says about a blueberry muffin a latte and scrambled eggs which is a pretty big breakfast i must say (laughs) (laughs) also my favorite thing is like how does stephanie not know who it is from their order we only see like 12 people in the the town is small to begin with there's only like eight people who come in are regulars and it's not like this is like oh a standard order for everybody yeah like, these are very specific things 
She's just the worst detective ever. This is why she's not on Movies and Mysteries. <laughs> That's well, why. it ends up being Martha, who is the gourmet eater 458. And it was pretty funny when she got caught, I think. And she's basically like, her rationale is that she's, she's trying to make all of the businesses in Middleton better uh, by leaving these <laughs> reviews. <laughs> Whatever. And she's totally right. Boom. In your yeah. face. I do leave angry reviews, Amber. No, I don't. I don't leave any reviews because they don't deserve my opinions. Yeah, yeah. I one time, I don't like. I don't even return clothes if they fit me terribly and are the worst. I'm like, my fault for buying it. (laughs) Yeah, not practical, Amber. What? It's not really practical. Like you could just return them and get your money back. You know? Yeah, yeah. I understand that's the way the world works, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, <laughs> jokes on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I have done a couple of bad reviews. There's this one Chinese restaurant that's near me that is just it was the worst meal I've ever had in my life, and I I I did put a review on there because it was like they were literally microwaving everything. It was just terrible, and uh, so, <laughs> but. For the most part, I leave really nice reviews. And if people want to leave nice reviews about our podcast, we totally encourage that. No mean reviews. <laughs> nice reviews. I actually would really love some mean reviews. <laughs> but no. Rachel doesn't. So, no. ma- you know, make up your own mind about it. <laughs> I think well, you can leave, me, leave mean reviews about Amber. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Oh. She will love it. But like the editing and me, keep me out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Anyway. Okay. So uh, we have, um, I, it was pretty funny though. When Martha, the whole thing with Martha was, was funny. And I I liked her whole justification. Catherine Disher was just really funny. I thought in that scene. Yeah. And it was amazing when Abigail was like, yeah, flower monster 72 said that I was rude. And then she finds out it's Martha and she's like, you mean I've been being nice to customers all this time for you? And we're like, see, Martha's a good witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving the responses to make everyone else be better people. Yeah. I wonder if she left a a mean comment about Grey House. (laughs) She probably wouldn't have the guts for that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Martha's lacking in guts, Rachel. And how much much courage does it take to leave a nasty review online? Zero courages. Courages? I don't know, because Cassie's going to find out. uh, Anyway. Whatever. Cassie wouldn't. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Yeah. So, all right. I have to say, I thought that Catherine Bell was super charming in this episode. And I would just love, so there's this guy with these headaches at her store. She's offering all these different things. And I just loved this one little scene where she was like, um, for a second referral, we'll talk to Sam. And then Sam comes walking up. And then like a few, uh, um, a few, a few seconds, like, she's like, I've got to help the mayor. And then and she, there's like, where's the mayor? And then, then Martha comes in. I don't know. I just thought. She was super charming to me in these scenes and it was so charming between Sam and Cassie in, in all of their various conversations, I thought, in this episode. I know, I love all of them. I just, the episode itself, just like, it, it's one that I don't think I'll remember past like yeah. this week. 
It just yeah. was not very memorable. It was not, it didn't seem necessary. And it also didn't seem, it wasn't that fun to me. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, mm, okay, like I'll watch it, keep up with things, but there just wasn't a whole lot that happened. And then I wasn't really laughing at much. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, it didn't satisfy either of the needs that I have for my Hallmark shows, but that's just, yeah. And I like not to be the grumpy pants, but the solution to the guy's problem is like, oh, just stressed about my yeah. job. Like that's a lame medical solution. I yeah. understand people get stress headaches. I get it, but also like, come on. It all felt make like, it be a more magical thing. Like that's a thing. It felt like okay. I, I'm used to like you know suspending the whole what disbelief. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the phrase, but you know. Just like kind of going along with it every week because it's fun, but there were too many instances. Like every storyline had something where you're just supposed to kind of like accept it, accept that it's like sort of mystical or accept that it was the exact thing that you said it was in the beginning. And it's just like, it didn't feel like it really went anywhere Hmm. to me. I just really liked the whole idea of like her referring people to Sam for the first time and then Sam referring people to her and they're sort of back and forth. I thought it was cute. No, that that stuff's fine. But the like the actual substance of the story with like Captain Headaches being Mm. going to take over his dad's photography business and the like absurd recreate the photo work. Like it's fun to recreate photos. It's fun and fine. But like when you start doing like landscaping, yeah. it's too far. It's yeah. too much. <laughs> and then they were like insane. If I was the daughter, I'd be like, Mom, you're crazy. We're done. We're done with this. Yeah. It was, so was too gonna, much for me. I, I couldn't. Talk I, about that next. And it spilled into the Cassie storyline and it was 0% interesting to me and I hated it. Ah, so yeah, so there's these visitors at Gray House, this uh, woman and her daughter, and the daughter basically wants to leave after one day, uh, but they get started on this project of recreating this photo that they took together when the, little, when the daughter was little, and uh, yeah, it becomes quite the uh, project, <laughs> and yeah, they're like, they are digging up rose plants and like, painting uh um painting benches and getting flowers and and all this stuff and the whole idea behind this plot is that like this project kind of forces them to spend time together because they get kind of involved in a project and so it makes it her not the daughter not leave and uh and they end up kind of bonding together uh, that was sort of the idea. So, like, it keeps delaying her. Yeah, but it was too much for me because, first of all, they could have had a less crazy project. Like, like this was honestly a little bit like um, the mom's a crazy person. <laughs> and then also, um, it was a little too much for me at the end where the photographer guy and the daughter were like, oh, we're, well, we're going to be in love now. I'm like, like stop taking it so far. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We feel the same way about it. That's exactly, I was like, this is, you're trying to satisfy too many, like check too many boxes and you're not checking any of them like well enough. I just did not think that it was, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So yeah, they do end up the daughter and Andrew, I guess his name is the, the, um, the headache guy and going on a date together. So that was 
supposed to be cute. Um, but anyway. And uh, like, here's the thing. I'm supposed to be rooting for this girl who's in from out of town for one night who can barely spend time with her mother mm-hmm. to start dating some guy in a small town. First of all, where's that going? She doesn't even have time to talk to her mom. So, mm-hmm. of course, their relationship is going to be a long distance one that's going to work out. I think not. <laughs> I didn't need it. I didn't yeah. need it. Yeah, Get yeah. out of here with your silliness. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, th- I didn't bother me. I thought it was kind of cute. Uh, I know I- Saposaurus. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, uh, and photography is like a huge part of my family. My grandpa is a, um, was a professional photographer. He took um, uh, panoramics and and uh and then my dad has done professional photography my brother has and so like i'm so used to like time spent on elaborate photography stuff so i don't know maybe that's part of it so then the next plot line of this episode is a steamer trunk gets delivered to the house and it is from elizabeth merriwick who is the ancestor of obviously of grace and Cassie and all of them and they start to open it and they find a whole bunch of clothes and that happen to fit grace perfect <laughs> and yes and grace uh puts on the clothes and it starts inspiring her to write and uh and where she starts becoming inspired to write she writes and everybody loves her stories about elizabeth merriwick and uh yeah so uh what did you think at least about the setup this idea of her of this clothes and everything like that and the writing georgia oh gosh <laughs> you just you you um uh, i honestly i was more excited for it than i ended up being satisfied with it like i thought mm. it was going to be really cool and it just kind of was like grace stressing out about stuff that she doesn't need to stress out about which was really just unfortunate to me. I thought, okay, it's going to be cool. Like she's going to be writing and she's going to be all creative and do all this cool stuff. Are we talking about Courtney yet? Cause that really bugged we, me too. We, we are going to talk about Courtney. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. the other thing, have we ever heard about Haverhill before on the show? No. Is this the first uh, time? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's the first time. Okay. Well, anyway, so there's this local college, I guess, in the town in Milton called Haverhill and uh, evidently it's like the greatest college ever and it, it and uh martha is an alumni of haverhill and uh, evidently it wasn't so great when she was going there but now it's like really stepped up its game and so there are some funny scenes of her like trying to frame her uh, that's why she goes into the store originally to get a frame for her diploma because there's this woman coming in from Haverhill to do these interviews and uh, of this of the upcoming students and and so, uh, so anyway, so you have these plot lines where Courtney tells uh, Grace that she's super excited because she has this interview to for Haverhill, and Grace says, "Oh, I would really like to go there as well." And uh, but she hadn't set up the interview; all the slots are gone. Well, uh, she's she gives her story to her teacher. Her teacher gives it to Martha because she loves it so much. And Martha gives it to the people at Haverhill and they want to interview her. And <laughs> that I, so we will continue on with the story, but like, I realized I'm like, I don't, there's something about Courtney that's just not working for me. And I think part of it is that she feels 
even in her styling feels old to me and i looked up the actress is 26 and i so yeah. i think and i think you can tell like she's definitely way older than bailey madison and i don't know there's just something about it they don't have chemistry and there's just i don't know they style her like she's like in corporate america to me and uh it, i don't know there's just something about it that's not working courtney drives me bananas <laughs> Yeah. She did when she was dating Nick. She did when she was being friends with Grace. She's the worst. <laughs> you love Courtney, Georgia? I don't love Courtney. No, that's the thing. I liked Courtney. I really liked her in the beginning. I thought it was cool that she had the story and stuff, that she had, you know, had the brain tumor or whatever. And then, and then remember that? She was like, oh, sick. And then she's like, that was before, it was supposed to have happened before we actually met her. And then she realized, okay, I like to go like bungee jumping or something i don't know what her activity was but she was supposed to be like extreme and cool and and kind of different from grace and it's supposed to make grace all brave and and interesting and everything and then it's just they turn her into this everything that happens is like poor courtney like oh no nick's being mean to her poor courtney oh no courtney doesn't get into the school poor courtney like everything is just everyone has to like help take care of courtney and i think it's the writing i don't think they're doing her any favors yeah she's like just the worst before. Courtney's the worst. She wasn't. She didn't have to be. You know, it's only she came in and was the worst and has been the worst ever since. If she was okay. She had potential. And then they just like, wah, wah. We're going to like get rid of her. So they're just. I hope they get rid of her. She's the, I hate her. I hate her but a lot. She's not likable to me. I, I don't, don't even know. I don't feel like I ever liked her. I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't mm -hmm. think I ever liked Courtney. I and her. I just want like her to have drama club friends that aren't Courtney. <laughs> That's the whole point of putting someone in drama club. So they hang out with the weird drama club kids. That's it. Yeah, that, that whole thing has kind of been abandoned in, in favor of writing, I feel like. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about her acting since she got that Which thing. is fine, but come on, get rid of Courtney. She's the worst. <laughs> yeah. You can't just get rid of her now. Why? Why? Because now she's Car like, accidents don't exist in, in Middleton. Oh my <laughs> God, you want to, oh my gosh wow obviously say? they can get rid of people you want to kill off one of her friends like her only friend <laughs> and think of how dramatic it would be and when then Nick would have all this ruined. guilt it would be so good no when that's not why we like good witch you when calls a heart people can have that we don't like that <laughs> we like our like easygoing you know they started off the show with enough drama with the with yeah the dad and everything so it's fine this is no 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 none of that she can go away to college okay we don't need but that I, I feel like they're not doing her any favors at least like i just feel like she feels old and corporate and like judgy and needy and, and such yeah. a victim such a the most martyry person in the universe because she's mad because what happens is is that she's mad that grace ends up taking her spot in the interviews at least that's her theory we don't really know for sure that that's happened but that's what courtney yeah. surmises and then also what happens is that uh they get a journal from the same place that sent the steamer trunk and it's elizabeth merrick's journal and she reads through it and it's exactly the same story that she wrote and so grace is having all these conflicted thoughts and it's kind of a two-pronged thing here the first thing is she she feels like she stole the story but she, do you agree she shouldn't feel that way yeah. no yeah she should not feel that way ridiculous she's I, the I, worst also even if she like even if she had the diary in front of her mm -hmm. and used it as the basis for her work 
right that still wouldn't be a problem it's still creative writing i did not understand i was like oh i'm missing something here the fact that she was this had this enormous amount of guilt about writing stories that were already something that happened and i'm like if you didn't know why but why is this happening i did not i still don't know why i feel like even if she knew i wouldn't care yeah but she would like you know yeah yeah. i just and like i'm just not this is also a problem I've been having this whole season is like Grace is suffering from like Merowick guilt and like Cassie's like, yeah, you should feel guilty. And I am just not on board with that. I'm not on board with Grace feeling guilty about things. And I'm not on board with Cassie being like, you just need to be careful. Well, no trouble. Because that was the other, the other plot line about this was that she went to Abigail because she felt like Abigail was going to tell her what she wanted to hear. And then she feels kind of badly about that, that she should have gone to her mother. And that was all kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess. But like, it's because Cassie's been the worst this season with her being like, yeah, maybe Grace is at fault because Courtney overheard her talking to Nick about them breaking up. Mm, maybe it is Grace's fault. Mm. So and I'm like, no, none of that is Grace's fault. No. And then if I were Grace, I would also be like, yeah, I don't want to tell Cassie things because she's trying to make me feel guilty for being a human being <laughs> with magical <laughs> gifts. Yeah. So how does Cassie want? That that would be like that would be like Rachel. That would be like you feeling guilty because you're better at math than I am. And then your mom being like, yeah, you should really try to not be as good at math. Because yeah. it makes your friend feel bad. Like, yeah. but like, what is- That's what, ridiculous. It's what ridiculous. Is, Do not hide your candle under a bushel. <laughs> but what is Cassie expecting her to do in this situation? Like, I guess go to her and then like tell the people at Haverhill that- she has magic or something i don't understand what's the what is the correct proper thing here and how is this how is this any worse than being like oh i feel we're having a test i'm gonna study yeah it's the answer is it's not and i'm just getting really i'm getting really irritated with like the whole cassie being like grace don't use your magic because it's like a weird message to send on on this show on any hallmark thing but just like in general it's a weird way to handle this kind of thing and it's not like oh none of us really know how to deal with it it's like oh grace yeah you didn't know you should feel bad for this and this and this and it's like she shouldn't she shouldn't feel bad for any of it she didn't do anything Mm -hmm. yeah i just feel like it's going down a path of saying like yeah um Try not to be special. Yeah. Keep it a secret. Yeah. And also, I don't want you to be special because it might make other people feel less special. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. It's making me really mad. I am absolutely against, like, participation trophies. Uh I'm like, we're competing and we're going to win. Yeah. Duh. And if you're, like, if you're tired of not winning, practice. Get better. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know what Cassie wants her to Mm-hmm. that would be right um i mean i guess maybe she just wants her to communicate with her period but i don't know it seemed like there was some kind of correct course of action that she expected her to take that she didn't take and uh, anyway that's what happens and so but like i hope that she keeps writing these stories because they were like good stories and that would be sad if she like 
is not writing not writing because she's like doesn't want to use her magic i don't know and that's i feel like what the solution was like yeah don't use your magic for your own personal gain because it's like it's not using it's not just casting a spell yeah she's just being a person with a gift yeah yeah I agree. I I agree with you on that one for sure. So was she she's not going to that school now because she still did have the interview and I I don't know. I, don't know. I was a little bit confused because yeah. It like they were really impressed with what she did and being ho- so humble and everything. They'll probably end up going to there because it seems like it's the local college and that's just yeah. how TV works is that the people right. go to this <laughs> unforeseen untold local com- college that's actually super prestigious. Yeah, like that but, just suddenly exists once they get in their senior year of high school. That's yeah, just how television works. Yeah, that's Sunlight true. Works, Amber. Well, and Grace is yeah. Unless they want to do some kind of like spinoff, like different world or something <laughs> like that uh, from Cosby Show. show. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it was a good show. Oh, uh, it went to Hellman. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still on. They show it in the mornings. Do they? Oh, yeah. Good. There's a ton of it on YouTube too. Anyway okay so yeah so not only does grace get courtney to get an interview by what she does but grace gets her a letter of acceptance like that was pretty wow and she tells courtney that courtney is the best friend anyone could ever have and i said no that's false (laughs) it's just not right frankly I think Nick's been a better friend to Grace than Courtney. And that's and Nick's a terrible friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It is. It's really interesting because, yeah, because um, Grace tells uh, Cassie, what is wrong is I went to Abigail because I knew she would tell me what I wanted to hear. And Cassie says, but you got to the right place in the end. And she says, someday someone might write a story about you. Make sure your life is a good one. Yeah, I just don't get the lesson that Grace was supposed to learn, or maybe I do, and I don't agree with it. The whole thing with uh, the uh, Andrew and this girl going on a date was also kind of arranged, as all dates are in Middleton, was arranged by Cassie because she's eating this chicken soup, and she's like telling the guy, you should go to the bistro and eat this chicken soup. It's the best thing ever. So she goes there, he eats the chicken soup, and then he takes the girl on the date for the chicken soup. And <laughs> get a final little cute thing with uh, Sam and Cassie and Sam saying, one thing that really concerned me is that comment he made about me being your helper. And they go back and forth, like, who is the boss and stuff. It was, I thought, really cute. Uh, and also so, a really fun uh, sitcom from the 80s. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So quality. Yeah. So there you go. That is the episode. So it was it was an interesting one. I guess I enjoyed it a lot more than you guys did. But Sorry, but yeah. That's all right. Got to be real on the podcast. It's true. Keeping it real, bro, all day. <laughs> Keeping it real all day. This episode is called Match Game and it looks pretty cute. They had a little preview of it. Uh, and there's a matchmaker in town who's up to some shenanigans. It sounds yes, like Yes, he's Abigail. making a dating app yeah is going to be involved in all of that so and i hope my niece isn't here this time 
because when we were watching The Good Witch on Sunday, uh-huh. a, a commercial for Match.com came on. Oh. And then for the rest of the night, she was like, we should just go see what's on Match.com for you. Like, maybe we should try out Match for you. Do you want to go to Match.com? And I was like, no, I don't, little niece. Mind your own business. I'm trying to help you. You have your own matchmaker, Amber. Oh my God, it's a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. If she it's had, so like, cute. yeah, it's going to be one of those, like, she's so going to hack into my computer and make some match.com yeah. account for me. It'll be you, like that. Bear in mind, she's seven, and that's it's going to be the worst. No, that's perfect because then she'll pick the right one and you'll get it mixed up and be like, oh, she picked this one. That's what I'm going to go with. And then I'll be like, wow, that's a weird match. That's not who it was supposed to be. And you go, uh-huh, because that's not who the little child picked originally. And then you'll meet the one that she yeah. picked and they'll all be, no. See, it's just written itself. I, yeah, I agree. Play. I agree. I'm just saying, I, she is not invited for the match game episode. She is Man. not invited. Please invite her. Please. Oh, to hear how it goes. So, there we go. It's another episode. We have uh, five episodes left in the season. So we're at halfway point. So we will uh, see what happens uh what happens next and check out this week we had our memorial day special bonus podcast uh, where we reviewed five different uh hallmark films that had to deal with people in the armed services and uh and that was really a neat thing to get to do and we hope you enjoyed it and then we have uh next week we have our interview with casey manderson which you will all really love. He was so sweet, so lovely. Who's he's going to be in the Perfect Bride too, Wedding Bells. So that should be fun. This weekend on Hallmark Channel, we have Mary Mr. Darcy, which should be really fun, and the first of the Haley Dean mysteries. So lots going on this weekend on Hallmark Channel. And so let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Georgia, where can people find you? On Twitter and Instagram, I am Georgia Speech. Georgia, like the state and the word speech, all one word. Great. Amber, what about you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So make sure you check that out and make sure you're following us on at all things where you can listen to podcasts, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And make sure that you're following us on social media because we try to post every single day and, uh, and we think you will really enjoy what we have to do. So thanks again. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye everybody.